Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I am one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branvold, and, all, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing, Jay? Hey, Michael. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. So today is kind of a, a grab bag of topics, and we just started, like we always do when we get on beforehand, we start talking about just things that we, we excite us union. and i said yeah. whoa 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 stop let's make this part let's, of the show yeah so what what and we've kind of alluded to this in the past but i told jay this morning that i am absolutely in love with spotify's discover weekly playlist and this is a playlist that if you're a spotify user it's been created for you it changes every monday Yep. And I don't know how many songs it is, what, three or four dozen songs, probably? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good bunch. It's a, it's yeah. a, good, it's a good length of a, of a, of a playlist. Um, you totally have to go check it out, but I have discovered so much new music, new bands, that it's just amazing. It's almost every week now I'm finding at least one or two artists I have never heard of. That that they're they're putting in front of me, and I'm just like, this is just absolutely perfect yeah. music. Yeah, it's kind of like that record store clerk that we used to have. That you'd walk in the store yeah. and say, Mike, you got to hear these these records, man. I know you'll dig them. And and you know, and, cool. and this it just amazes me because listen, I, I I've been using these streaming services for a number of years now, Spotify for a number of years, Apple Music, but I've never. Listen, there's been good playlists. I mean, it was like I was on Apple Music a couple of days ago, and they had a Casablanca Records playlist that popped up that, you know, was all the which is cool. It's a fun playlist. But this is the first time I've had a playlist where it's just like, this Discover Weekly playlist knows me, knows me very well. <laughs> the algorithm that's running behind this is yeah. top notch. I don't know how they did it or what they did. And you were saying you kind yeah. of had an idea. Well, I kind of got a, a little bit of an inside track on that. I've talked to some people who are involved in it. And I also read this really great article uh, about it. And and what I'm finding is, is it's not just an algorithm-based and it's not just human-based. It's a combination of the two. And one of the interesting things that I'm hearing that they're doing that maybe the competition isn't doing is that they're looking at what you're listening to, they see what your patterns are, but then they kind of go and look at what other users are listening to and they see the overlap. And where it gets kind of cool is they've identified tastemakers. So they've identified these people who are actively pursuing new music and those people who you know, listen to some of the same things you do. And they're they're literally watching these tastemakers and when they grab on to something new And this tastemaker then could they be can an average to you. just an average listener. Could be you. Right? It could be could me. Be I you. could be a tastemaker and not know it. Well here's the thing, Michael. You know, everybody says well, not everybody, but a lot of people say that they're into new music. But the fact of the matter is it's you know, we're we're frozen by choice sometimes, right? I mean, you get on to Spotify, Apple Music, Slack, or whatever, and there's so much there that sometimes we fall back into our comfort food, right? Well, but we love discovering new music. That's why Discover Weekly, 
I, I love that playlist as well. I go on there and you know, as I told you, it wasn't just the new music. They they peppered in a few tracks that were, you know, older tracks that maybe I hadn't heard for a long yeah, time. It, 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 yeah, and I want to make sure everyone is clear. It's just not a playlist of four dozen unheard of brand new artists. It's a great mixture of there's some tracks from bands that I listen to all the time. There's stuff like you brought up where it's like, Oh, I forgot. I love that tune. How they figured it yeah. out, I don't know. There, there, there's the occasional skip, you know, skipping this artist. Sure. It, how That's did right. that land here? But um, not many. Not many. Um, you know, I I have created a playlist in Spotify that I call "Listen to" because it's like I I come across so much stuff, and when I find something like in Discover Weekly that I like, um, I just quickly grab that that album that the song came from and I throw it in this listen to playlist so I can come so back can come to back it to and it, come yeah. back to it a week from now or whatever and really pay attention to it and then if I like something in my listen to list now I'm digging deeper into that artist's page on Spotify and um, I, this week there's an artist called the Night Flight Orchestra and I'm just like that's kind of a, I don't know it's, it's a crazy name you know what? What is this? But it was—it's very—it's a melodic AOR rock band out of Sweden. You know, it dropped in a track from an album they released in like 2012. I was just hooked, 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 hooked. And now I'm—I've discovered, geez, they've got like four albums, and I'm just now playing yeah. most recent and just letting it run down. Um, you know, I have followed the band on Spotify. I have gone to their Facebook page, and I've liked their Facebook page. So, you know, Spotify works, people. Have I have I spent any money? Not yet. But I've other made than the, your subscription, other than my subscription and giving them plays, but I have mm -hmm. made that first step as a fan to say, okay, I'm interested in you guys. One. Right. I'm telling my fan. friends, I'm sharing <laughs> this, I'm liking them. So, yeah, I mean, this Yeah, works. maybe when they come to town, you know, maybe you'll go, go see them play. You know, you just told me about them, you know, and that's, that's how this word of mouth thing works. That's how social works. When typically when a music service says you should listen to this, you know, you and I have talked about this before. I'm skeptical. When I'm Walmart skeptical. Yeah. or Amazon or Target tells me I should listen to something, uh, I'm, I'm skeptical. But when Michael calls me up and says, brother, have you heard this record? That, that carries a lot more weight, you know, when it's a peer, you know? Right. And the thing that Discover Weekly, I think, has done that the other streaming services really uh, – They've done it, but not to that degree of success, I don't think. And that is they've kind of gained my trust. Oh, you know, it's after the totally gained my trust because, one, it's not being filled with a lot of new releases where I'm sort of going, gee, oh, you're trying to push the newest release. You're trying to by sell something to me. Trying to sell. I mean, again, this is a band. They put a track in from 2012. They've had two newer albums since then. Why didn't they pick yeah. the brand new album that came out just last year? They didn't. They gave me this track. A band from Sweden. I have never heard of these guys. So again, through their algorithms of probably seeing that I've listened to other melodic rock from Sweden. I've got friends who've probably listened to this band. 
mm-hmm. you know, what I feel like it's done is it's really taken the the related artists tab in Spotify and really turned it into something that I don't have to work it. I don't have to go look in yeah. the related related artists tab. This playlist right. is doing it for me. Yeah, now you're not petrified or frozen by choice. If you want to go explore, you can do that. But if you just you're working and you just want to listen to some new music, it's right there for you. Now, you know, I think Spotify has a head start on the other streaming services with this, but you and I have a, a, a mutual friend who is going to work for Apple shortly, and we really can't talk about it too much, but I can say that with my conversations with him, I know that they are very smart, and they're going to be headed towards the same direction of it's all about curation, and like I've said a thousand times, it's, it's not the information age, it's the recommendation age, and now we've had, we have 20, 30, 40 million tracks, right, at some of these services, no one has the time to sort through that. We need that record store clerk back, and that's kind of what Discover Weekly is yeah, for me. Uh, you, everybody listening, I mean, if you're a Spotify user, go find your Discover Weekly playlist. Give it, give it a couple weeks' worth of plays. Check every Monday. I mean, I literally, I'm excited. It's like New Music <coughs> Monday for me. It's like when I used yeah. to go to Tower Records on 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 Tuesdays and see what was new. Uh, I can't wait to see what this playlist has given me every Monday because it has been hitting home runs every week for me. Yeah, it was really well designed, I think, because it's in that top left-hand corner, so you see it, your eye just naturally goes to it. And then, you know, they take, I don't know if they do this for everybody, but since they're kind of linked into my socials, they used my profile they photo. They used your profile photo on that And I as thought well. that was a nice touch because, you yep. know, it's my wife Kelly and I. It's a nice little photo. And they put that there and over the top of it, it says Discover Weekly. And immediately I've got a sense of ownership. You yeah. know, like, hey, that's kind of cool. But I was really skeptical. The first week that thing came out, I went on there and, all, you know, I was ready to hate it. And I listened to the first few songs. I'm like, okay, they got lucky with those. So that, yeah, that's cool. And then I listened, listened. I'm like, oh, skip. I skipped one, you know. And then there's a, a few more. And then after a couple of weeks, I was like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta give them the props. They, yeah, they did you, a very you, good job. They did a phenomenal job. Like I said, this is the first playlist on any streaming service that I am just passionately in love with and it's and it's worked it's worked week after week for me um when it when it comes to the discovering new stuff again apple's got some great themed playlists that they really put together slacker does yep Yep. um but nobody has come up with this you know here's music we think you're gonna like type of thing like like that that spotify's got here it's kind of a different model if you think about it. The the typical playlist is uh, songs I'm listening to right now, my influences, here are great songs. I mean, the, the top playlists are pop and country. Here are the hits of the day. And then with all of these playlists that I just mentioned, whether they're artist curated, user curated, DSP curated, whatever they are, the idea is you put this playlist and then you update it every week or two and put new tracks in it. But you're, you've basically got the same playlist that you're putting a few fresh little nuggets in, and that's great, but the Discover Weekly is not that model. Right. The Discover Weekly is, um, when I go in and check it, it's a whole new thing. It's a whole new beast every week. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that that, 
that makes me want to come back to it because I was telling somebody the other day, one of, one of my clients hadn't really put enough time into their website. And I said, you're, you, if you're going to have a website, you need to update it because the, the first couple of times a fan goes there and it's exactly the same, they're not coming back. You know, you're going to, you kind of either take that blog model or follow Kiss's model of, you know, if they go to an event, they don't post everything right away. They sprinkle it over time. And it just, you know, that every day you go in there, there's, there's something new, right? And I think you have to do that with playlists. And I hadn't really thought about it that much until Discover Weekly that I really like making sure that, you know, when I go in there, there's something new, something fresh, that it's not the same playlist every time that I hit play. I, I get the same old stuff because after a while I'm bored with that and I want to do something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, cool I'm just, idea. You know, <clears throat> I, I'm in love with it. You know, hats off Spotify. This is this is something works, and it's discovering new music for me. Yeah, and, and, and not just the, one so, track and not just one band. I've discovered. Yeah. You know, in in the last month, I've probably discovered a half <coughs> a dozen new bands where I've never heard of them before. Yeah. I like some of the things that their competitors, whether it's Apple Music or Slacker or whoever, they're, they're doing. I like some of these, you know, like you mentioned, the Casablanca one. I thought that was pretty cool. I also like when they take, well, here's the things that Todd Rundgren has produced. I thought, wow, that's kind of a neat little way to listen to things, to listen to what the producer you know, playlists built on producers or, you know, playlists built on really great bass players or, or whatever. Those kinds of things are really cool. But I think where the Discover Weekly is a little bit cooler is it's it's unpredictable. It's like it's listening. It's so unpredictable. It's yeah. so unpredictable, yet I've gotten to the point where it's predictable that I know I'm going to like it. That's awesome. And and, that, and that's all that matters. I have no idea what's going to show up, but I know I'm going <laughs> to like something there. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I love the way that they've taken, you know, those tastemakers and they're watching closely what people are kind of moving to. And they, they know who's kind of on the cutting edge and who isn't. I mean, they, they, they watch the data really carefully. And if they know someone who likes some of the music that you and I like, and they're discovering new bands maybe a little bit sooner, whether, who knows, they may be in retail, they may be in radio, they may work for a, a DSP, whatever it is, you find in your, in your job, especially with the artists and managers that you work with, you get an inside track at <clears throat> demos, outtakes, B-sides, what the direction is, what the vision is. You know sometimes... You know, a year in advance, like, a, you know, I was working with uh, the last Rick Springfield release. I, I heard that album, you know, in the demo phase. I heard it a year before it came out. And there are other people like that with all of these different genres that kind of have an inside track. And those people can kind of, you know, if you watch them, and I think, you know, Spotify is watching them, there's, there's a lot to be learned. It's kind of like you and I having a buddy um, that is into music and maybe you know has is a, a little more let's say like you mentioned on the three sides podcast i, I think uh, mark was mentioning that he had a friend that was a few years older than him and kind of had a little bit more mature tastes you know those kinds of things are very important because they can turn you on to things that maybe you you know haven't been exposed to yet and that's what yep. that playlist does for yep. me yep yep so a couple other things that that kind of bubbled up onto our radar this week 
Um, kind of, you could say both of them are some, two of them are RIAA related. Um, you sent over a story about, um, um, not, not charts, um, awards, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I found one this morning that not necessarily great news when you look at the story, but the number one out there, a new record was set at the music business this week. A new low. A new record you don't want to brag about. Um, the number one album on the Billboard Top 200 sold the fewest amount of physical copies ever to get a number one number one position. Seven, yeah. and it was Rihanna's new album. Seventeen thousand copies of physical copies were sold to give her the right. number one position. Yeah, and and I think. Previous to that, it probably was 40,000. I think the band Cake had a year or two ago. Um, that's, you know, for people who have been around the business many years, you know, 17,000 copies used to be sold in one hour. Yeah, yeah. We, we sold hundreds of thousands. Like first week, I remember. A million copies in the first week for some, some big artists. Yeah. Well, yeah, like we, we did this Tupac album um, back in the day, and I remember the the number just because it stuck out. It was 666,000 first week, but it was a double. So, right, so that counts you know, two sales each. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and th you're right. Those were the days that, you know, I mean, million that, sellers in, in, first in, week in, were in common. The in the heyday of Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys the boy bands. and NSYNC, they would do – a million Two, albums. three, yeah, yeah. Out of, out of the box, first day. Yeah. I mean, it was just phenomenal the numbers they were moving. And now, and let's, you know, let's be honest, Rihanna is not a nobody. Right. She sold 17,000 copies and got On the physical one. side, yeah. On the physical yeah. side. Yeah, and, you know, we, we do have those anomalies. I mean, Adele came out, and it looked like a record from the old days, you know, where she, she did some really solid numbers. But, you know, that's the anomaly. That's the outlier. These kinds of records are very few and far between, like maybe one every five years. Um, you're not going to see uh, an Adele every month. You're just not going to see it. Yeah. And, and, it, and it just speaks to the the industry now yes digital now sells more than physical <clears throat> yes streaming now outsells downloads and we saw the RIAA report that just came out and it's it is a digital world digital downloads are falling pretty fast but you know streaming is picking up the slack and if you look at it you know overall the industry is actually growing again and yeah, I, I have this argument with friends all the time. Yes, in a lot of ways, you're trading dollars for dimes. Um, it's a new music business. You know, I sent you over this article this morning, you know, that Sony in the UK has basically threw up their arms and said, look, we know that our profit that's going to sustain our company is not going to come from music sales. We're looking at, you know, other ways to monetize these careers and be involved with our artists because the revenue just isn't there like it was in the CD boom that you just mentioned. Yeah, it's, and this sort of 
segues into the the other talk about how the RIAA has changed the way they are issuing their awards. Because back in the, you know, 20, 30 years ago, getting a platinum album was you could sneeze and you could do it. I mean, everybody was getting platinum albums. A gold album was just like, come on. Uh, it was a no-brainer to sell a half a million copies of a record. I mean, if 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 you if you were a marked as a priority for a record label, it was a guarantee. You, yeah, you gonna, get you, some airplay. Maybe you, you got, got on a TV back in the day. Yep. You you were guaranteed half a million, no problem. So everybody was getting gold albums and platinums were dime a dozen. And 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 I remember when when they announced because so many people were selling so many albums it's like we need to have the diamond award which was like 10 million 10 million yeah you know think <laughs> about that people were selling wow. so many albums that just giving a them a platinum category. album yeah. you were just everybody it was no big deal anymore so now it's like let's up the award you can get a diamond for 10 million yeah. sales and, and now it's going the other direction and for many years now nobody's gotten any awards you know i remember a couple years ago reading a story that said basically in in the rock genre there were five gold albums issued like five years ago which was just you're just going holy cow and that what one year only two platinum albums were issued one was for the the Frozen soundtrack and and maybe Taylor Swift were the only ones that got platinum albums. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like, you know, and and I and I see this and you'd probably see it too when you work with bands that used to be platinum status bands, but they're still creating new music. They're still doing everything like they should be. Right. But they're never nobody's going to hit that platinum mark and you're going to be lucky if you right. ever even hit gold. So now yeah. the RIAA has kind of adjusted the that award status to include streams. Yeah. Yeah, and they have to, and they have to look at, you know, I, I think they need to go a little bit deeper and, and just look at the music consumption, whether it's paid subscription, whether it's ad-supported. I think YouTube and, you know, Pandora should be, you know, in the mix as well. I think we need to look at all of these different ways that people are, listening to music because it's not a purchase market so much anymore. I mean, we just mentioned, you know, Rick Springfield, his, his new record came out a couple of weeks ago. It was his highest charting record since 1985. He did 10,000 first week and, you know, it's, it was far beyond what we had kind of projected. Yeah. Back in 1985, you know, that number would have been much, much higher, but compared to everybody else, the level playing field, you know, he's competing against, you know, these kids and I, you know, he did a very good job, but we, we saw really quickly that, you know, we wanted people to buy that CD. We wanted people to have uh, a souvenir from the show and, you know, downloads, you know, are, are great, but when you can just pick off certain tracks, you know, it's it's hard to get those numbers that you just mentioned, you know, for Rihanna or whoever to get a number one record because people aren't buying that full album. They're buying the tracks that they like. They might buy some remixes. They might listen to it on, you know, Spotify or Apple Music. 
it's a whole new world. You know, I would I would love to see more artists getting awards. And obviously, of course, that means sales, but more so from the standpoint of those awards added at some level of excitement to the industry. That somebody got an award. And in, in today, most people can get awards for their DVD and video releases because the, the level of sales is so low. Like, I think mm -hmm. a gold... DVD is only 50,000 units. So most artists are able to do 50,000 units. If they're a major international artist, 50,000 DVDs is no-brainer, and they get their gold. And and there was always some level of excitement that this artist got an award, that, th you know, yeah. it gave them something to talk about. It gave something their fans to brag about. something to brag about and be the proud about. The press, something to write about. Um, you know, I almost <clears throat> wonder if... Beyond what they've already done now were to include streams in gold and platinum sales, do they actually need to create a smaller award? Do you need to have a 50,000-unit award, a 100,000-unit award, then a 500,000, then a million? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you, uh, or, or do you do you? I don't know. Do you shift gold down to fifty thousand, platinum down to a hundred thousand? Then you create a new award that's half a million, and a new award that's a million, and then you have the ten million diamond, which no one's ever gonna, nobody is gonna be doing diamonds again. No. So yeah, those days are over. You know, to 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 give the industry something to, I don't know applaud themselves for because i mean again there's a lot of people out there busting their ass to sell 10,000 albums and that's that's a today that's, that's a great a that's a great yeah. feat today you can't yeah. and and the problem is a lot of because of the way the awards are right now a lot of people are comparing it to the old business oh yeah. Rick Springfield you only sold 10,000 units come on a gold album is half a million yeah, but nobody does it. So can we can we shift the perspective in the industry to what it is today and say... If the you new sold, reality. The new reality. If you sold 10,000 units in your first week, a good job. Applaud you. Yeah. That That's a big feature. If you sold 100,000 units, I don't know, six months, a year, um, great, because that's... That's a big accomplishment in this new reality. Yeah. And maybe they should get something for that. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I think that the numbers are out of whack. They're from an old, you know, it's a good reference point. Um, it's kind of like SoundScan. When you talk to, for those who haven't used SoundScan, it's just a point of sales each week. SoundScan numbers come out and tell you how many you've sold digitally, physically. And it's, the problem is, is you'll look at, an artist's previous record or the two or three previous records before that, that information's kind of meaningless because it's a different business now. And if, if they, three records ago they did 200,000 in the first month, that, that doesn't mean that in this new music business they're going to do 200,000. Well, it, all, it also <laughs> doesn't mean that in this new music business, if they only do 10,000 in the first month, it's not a failure. Because you can't no. compare ten thousand 
to the 200,000 number. You can't compare Britney Spears, what she would sell today, to what Britney Spears sold when her debut album came out right. or a follow-up album came out and it went platinum the first week yeah and why it's, is that it's because not a they failure didn't have... because it didn't move the numbers it's 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 a no, completely different world there's exactly it's a completely different world and i'll illustrate that by saying that there's no there was no illegal downloading you know back then you know bef- you know napster really hit in 97 98 and you know prior to that you know, you couldn't just f- download something for free. You, the you only know, way you really. could get um, acquire music was to go buy it. You either listened yeah. to it on the radio or you bought something at a record store. Yeah, maybe you bought a single and that led you to buy the album, but at least you were buying something. It wasn't stolen. And then the other part of this that frustrates me is <clears throat> I streaming in in my opinion is is not a bad thing and we could spend hours talking about that but i wanted to just illustrate that when people are streaming for free i think that that's a problem i think that the record companies now are understanding that they can't have these free tiers at least not as easily accessible as maybe they have been in the past that we need to follow that apple model of you subscribe or you don't subscribe, you know, to Apple Music. Um, with Spotify, that free tier is, is is under fire. And I think that it's, yeah, you listen to ads and, and there's some revenue being made from ads, but I think the industry would be much healthier and will be able to monetize and also keep track of these these paid streams. And maybe there's awards, you know, that are, not only all inclusive, you know, with, you know, paid, ad supported, you know, free YouTube streams, you know, Pandora Internet Radio sales, all of that, but maybe there are separate awards for just, you know, those who really drive a ton of streams and are the sure. top streamers. You know, there are other ways to kind of look at the business now. Yeah, it really does. It needs to have. <clears throat> The business needs to keep looking at things and changing it. You know, the RIAA needs to make more changes to this stuff. I mean, I'm glad to finally see that streams get bundled in because now maybe somebody will get a gold album because they've just blown up on Spotify. They may have yeah. not had any physical sales, but they've had God knows how many. I mean, what what was, was the calculation that 10, 10 streams count as one unit? It's it's fifteen hundred streams, I believe, is is an album. Okay. It counts as an album sale. Um, I'm not sure what the track thing is. I'd have to look yeah, it up. Yeah. So but, so uh, I mean, that actually puts a goal, puts something of value on on all those streams. Again, yeah. You know, it, it, the industry's starting to at least accept it and recognize it, but I think they got to keep doing some more. I mean, they really yeah. have to do more because, again, you're still those bars are set so high, so high. Yeah. And there's a lot of bands that are busting their ass to still create music, release music, and, you know, they sell 50,000 units. They sell 70,000 units. Not disappointing in today's business, but no, I'd be thrilled with those too numbers. Too many people are trying to compare that to 30 years ago. 
Yeah, and, and that's, 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 that's a that's tough wrong. comparison. You know, 30 years ago, if you only sold 70,000 units, you would have been dropped. Yeah. If you sell 70,000 units right now, you got record labels wanting you. Yeah. Yeah, some of our favorite artists were selling over 100,000 units, and they were on the bubble. They were about ready to get dropped until they had their breakthrough album, you know, which catapulted them into gold and platinum. But prior to that, you're absolutely right. If you were just, you know, there wasn't artist development well, there, there isn't as much now. Back in the day, you could get a couple of albums that, that sold a little bit less, and they would develop the artists. Um, there's no tolerance. There's no patience these days for artist development. So if you don't hit right away, um, you're, you're dropped. Yeah, and you know, and I think a lot of it is just <clears throat> also needed for the general consumer and the fans because I hear so many times where fans are like, oh, my favorite band... Uh huh. Your or you know, it, it's it's the it's the budding heads. Ha ah, Your band only sold a hundred thousand units of their last album. Yeah, and so did every other band that's out there. Yeah, well, they used to do two million. Yeah, so did everybody yeah. else. So, yeah, you know, you, you know, for fans to understand this new reality will help. And you know, and and to your point about getting rid of free streaming. Maybe that's the first step in conditioning fans to realize they have to pay for music again. Yeah, you want it streamed, great, but you're still you got to at least pay ten bucks a month. Yeah, let's let's that's rebuild that condition in them to go. Yeah, I need to pay for my music. Maybe I'm not and paying for every album, there. but yeah. I'm paying ten dollars a month. Please, yeah. that's a cup of coffee. Yeah, I think it'd be surprising for people if they actually looked at SoundScan, the the top 200 every week, and looked at the number of units each record sold. Um, it's it's shockingly low. Um, but think about it: there is no Tower Warehouse, you know, there is no Camelot Musicland, you know. There's you're fortunate if you have a target or best buy near your house or you know that has music they carry a lot less music than they used to i'm pretty fortunate here in la that we have you know amoeba you know but across the country there aren't those outlets so what do you have you have amazon you know which everybody can hopefully get to you know you've got itunes you know um there but there's there's just very few places to buy music um, the number one way people still discover music is terrestrial radio, and those playlists are very small because they're not in the business of growing the music business. They're selling advertising. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely a challenge, and I think your point's well taken. You know, We need to kind of reevaluate this whole award system and take a look at the new music business, the new reality, and if you hit you know, 100,000 units, I'll make up a number – that's the new diamond, you know. There's, exactly, there's gotta I be. think that really has to happen. Uh, it just—it's almost unfair to expect artists to sell a million copies to get some form of recognition. Yeah, it's just completely unfair because it's just impossible. We're going right. to be lucky that one person a year does that. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, and, you and, look. And, yeah. part, and, and part of what you know, you and I encounter is a lot of times you've got artists who lose their their motivation and desire because it's there's yeah. no recognition for their work. People aren't buying it. We're not getting sales. You know, look back to interviews with nearly every single artist that you've been a fan of. One of the first things that they will say that was one of the 
the best memories, the greatest moments, is the day they got the very first <coughs> album award yeah. given to them. That meant they've achieved something. Yeah. To, today, 40 years later, bands will say that to me was the greatest moment when when we got the award for that album when we were a bunch of kids. Yeah. That doesn't exist today. It doesn't, you know, a new band today, good luck getting one of those. Good no, luck. It's, it's almost unobtainable, unobtainable you know, unless and, you and, become one of the rare few. And I think that needs to be more obtainable because that is... You know, that's a that's a that's a a, a a kick in the pants. It's it's justification. You know, you could you could come up with many different things that you could label what that award means to an artist. Yeah. But it, it you know it might give them the passion to say, yeah, somebody like this. I'm going to deal with the bullshit again for another year. Yeah, it's it's validation, and it's 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 a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. It's funny that we're sitting here going, oh, yeah, we need to do something to validate artists because, you know, their egos are huge. But it, it's true. I, I think it really is true. I mean, working in the business for all these years, that's, that's, a, that's an important part that's missing from the business now. Because even, even beyond the artist, it was the team. The team would get an award because you helped achieve that, you know, because there's a lot of people behind the scenes, that you're never yeah. going to hear about. You'll never mm -hmm. even read their name in the liner notes. But we're part of the team that helped something like that happen. And they would get the award. And that was sort of their, okay, somebody appreciated what I did. Yeah. I'll do it Absolutely. again. Absolutely. I'm not going to get pissy and upset because, you know, my salary is nothing compared to the boss or the artist or whatever. It's like, you know, that, that was the recognition. Yeah. It's like your Grammy, you know, you're yeah, not going to get on that and, stage and, and get that, the Grammy, but this is your recognition. That, that's missing for everybody in the business right now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There you go. This week's Music Biz Weekly. <laughs> some good, some bad, some, I don't know. Yeah. As Dennis Miller used to say, you know, of course, that's just my opinion. Yeah, it could it's just be our opinion. It's just two guys <laughs> chatting, and that's what we think. And you know, yeah. if we're full of if we're full of crap. Let us know. But yeah, I, you know, I'd especially love to hear from artists. And what is your opinion on those things? Does that matter to you? Yeah. Would it would it mean anything if you could start getting awards for selling fifty thousand units or hundred thousand units? Yeah. And what should it be? You know, what should that award be? Should it be a hundred thousand streams? Should it be a hundred thousand downloads? Should it all be together in some mathematical pie? And and should it evolve and change? I mean, it's clearly not representative of the new music business. Yep. Yep. So leave some comments online on Twitter, Facebook, on our YouTube channel. Let us know what you think. Always appreciated. Till next week. We're out. Thank you.